1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. There's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one. Find out what Marcus Theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at MarcusTheaters.com. We should play more war anyway, even if, you know, on this station. Let's get rid of Mudvayne and put war in instead. <laughs> Time for... Okay. First round of your... My first car stories. We all have a first car. Sure. Usually not your favorite or and your And people, best. you know, aren't going to write in about their great first car. This is clunker fest. So. Yes, exactly. All uh, right. If Brian reads yours, you go into a random drawing worth over $1,300, which includes a $500 gift card to Steinhoffels, a $500 gift card to Nye's Hardware and Movie Passes for a year to Marcus Theaters. My first car was a 1959 Chevy Biscayne that I purchased for $25. I had to replace all the brake lines because they were so rusted. One thing I remember most about the car was that the driver's side floorboard was rusted out. I had to have a steel garbage can lid to uh, cover the large hole in the floor. (laughs) However, this made it amazingly easy to dispose of beer cans. (laughs) I had the car for about six months, and the motor finally died on it. I was so mad that I took a pitchfork and stabbed holes all over the car before I took it to the junkyard. Wow, that's (laughs) really... You paid 25 bucks for this thing. When I arrived uh, at the junkyard, they asked me if I drove the car in, and if so, they would give me $50 for it. Right there is a $25 profit. Doubled your investment. I told them the truth that I did drive in. However, what they did not know is I drove it in with someone pushing me with another car. Mm -hmm. I still remember (laughs) this car and the good times that I had in it. I wish I could still have it today. Boy, I sure don't feel that way about my first car. But anyway. I was in college and my first car was a 1995 Geo Metro hatchback. Mm -hmm. It was powder blue. With decorative racing stripes that look similar to the Dixie Cup decoration popular in the 90s. You know, the little Dixie logo. Mm -hmm. The uh, tip of the key was broken off and stuck inside the ignition. (laughs) How does that happen? But I was still able to start the car by inserting the remaining half of the key. The defrosters (laughs) also didn't work, but luckily the car was so small I could reach both the front and rear windshields while driving and wipe them off with my hands. The car was definitely not a chick magnet. I did, however, have an opportunity to give a ride to a cute girl that I liked. The drive was going smoothly until the exhaust pipe rusted off and uh, a mid-ride and started dragging out the road underneath. The sparks flying out from under my car were accompanied by a loud screeching noise. Not having any tools on me, I took off a shoelace so that I could tie the exhaust back in place. Look at this guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's very creative. Unsurprisingly, the cute girl declined to ride with me ever again. Short time later, the transmission blew while stuck in the uh, middle lane of the Marquette Interchange, effectively (laughs) killing the car and forcing me to borrow my parents' minivan to continue to go to school. (laughs) I purchased my first car at 16. 
from my manager at the fast food place where I where I worked for $20. 20 Whoa. I thought 25 would be the lowest price we heard. I think you thought you can't beat that 20 I, bucks. But can you get a used car now for under $3,000? I don't know. Depends on the condition. Yeah, exactly. But at some point, it stops becoming a car, and sure. it's just junk. Yeah. It was a 1970-something Honda. Brakes were to the floor. No muffler. <laughs> and missing many other things like a glove box. You may have overpaid for this car. <laughs> when I would uh, drive to work, I would watch for trees along the route in case I couldn't stop. I'd rather hit a tree than another car. This is a terrible, uh, wow. a terrible strategy. Trees don't give. Well, he wasn't going to kill anybody else, some innocent bystander. Though, right, so. that's the theory. Finally, had to give it up when I got to work and accidentally hit the side of the building. <laughs> <laughs> Shook the whole place, and everyone inside, including many police officers on their lunch break, came out to look. Still the best $20 I ever spent. Wow. So far, no regrets on their first, you know, they People kind of have attachments. a sentimental love, right, to their... My first car was a 1976 Renault Le Car I bought Renault. used from my dad. Mm-hmm. I had it for five years until my dog decided to poop in the back seat while I was playing in a softball tournament. No tray chic. The person I had asked to help watch the dog while the games were going must have put him in there. Well, he didn't appreciate the effort, pooped on the seat, spread it all over the car. It was on the oh. windows, on the rearview mirror, <laughs> even in the receptacle for the seatbelt buckle. Wow. <laughs> my roommate and I drove home from Crafton to Milwaukee with the windows down and my roommate puking out the window most of the way. Oh, I bet. Oh, God. I sold the car about a week later after I cleaned and aired it out. Just something oh. about it. <laughs> That guy had no sentimental attachment to that thing. 1984, my first beater car, a 73 Charger. Growing up in northern Wisconsin, I learned to have fun winter driving. (laughs) One night after a heavy snowflow, I intentionally clipped the vertical edge of a freshly (laughs) plowed snowbank (laughs) with the Charger's 90-pound chrome wraparound steel bumper. Yeah. A hundred pounds of snow exploded in all directions with the satisfying poof. (laughs) My friend and I laughed. We did it again and again around town. Came around to the town's main intersection, and I clipped a giant snowbank on the corner. Turns out underneath the new fresh snowbank was a rock-hard snowbank from the first snowstorm seven weeks earlier. The car flung skyward, Dukes of Hazard style. I'm certain we got at least three tires off the ground. The car came down hard and skidded slightly askew across Main Street, over the curb and sidewalk, into the Christmas nativity scene. Oh, wow. Whoa. The Blessed Virgin looking down lovingly at the hood of my stalled car. I got it started and tore home three blocks away where I shut it down, frantically checking for leaking fluids underneath. Or there was nothing a shepherd. <laughs> or a cop behind you. The next day, a day, I inspected everything and even apprehensively took it for a test ride to see if it was okay. Not only was the car fine, but the slight shimmy shake that it had, uh, always had, after uh, getting to 61 miles per hour, 
had disappeared. Nice. A Christmas miracle. <laughs> no alignment needed. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> Was there anything in the local paper about measures seen destroyed? <laughs> right. Vandals attack. Police seek suspects. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know there'd be video of that now. Right. Yeah. But I know what he means with the, satis- 1984. the satisfying Poof, mm-hmm. snow when you kept hitting the snowbank. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what you're after. You For know, sure. Oh, that is so cool. I did that here in our in our front when we were stuck one day. Really? I went poof right through it, and my car was like, yeah, baby. Yeah. My first car was a 1993 <laughs> Ford Escort. I could start the sucker with anything. <laughs> a house key, a pair of scissors, a spork from Taco Bell. Seriously, anything. <laughs> It was the most beat-up piece of crap, but it was my car. Sure. Now, it didn't lock. You didn't need a key to start it, so you could really, uh, it really could have been stolen at any point, but I guess no one was interested in it. Right. <laughs> On top of that, the speakers were blown. It shook violently uh, if I went faster than 50 miles per hour, and the heat didn't work, and I was too cheap to fix it. I worked second shift at the time, and I was coming home from work on a really cold January night, Knowing I had no heat, I bundled up and carried an ice scraper in my front seat since I had to scrape ice off the inside of my windshield in order to see on my way home. That is cold. I was miserable. It was one of the uh, below zero nights, and by the time I got home, I was crying because I couldn't feel my fingers. (laughs) I decided the heat might be worth fixing. But before I could, the tire tire fell off while I was driving into my college parking lot. I wonder if she means wheel. Yeah. Uh, the entire parking lot was blocked off because my piece of crap car couldn't move. <laughs> Once the thing got towed away, I never looked back. Well, that that, that person doesn't uh, block their car. I like the ignition system, though. I didn't yeah, do this the for the great. Thing. That's two great ignition stories. The guy who had the half a key busted mm-hmm. off. Right. And- it was 1985. I was a senior in high school. Being a muscle car fan, I picked out my first car from a local used car lot in Waukesha. A Grabber Orange 1970 Mustang Mach 1. It was fantastic. After a ticket for unreasonable and imprudent speed, and shortly after that, a ticket for going 55 in a 25, (laughs) I lost my driver's license after only six weeks. (laughs) My friends then drove around in my own car for the next year and got far more enjoyment out of it than I ever did. (laughs) Points, son. They matter. Well, we'll have to end with this one. In spring of 1983, I was getting set to get my driver's license, and I had no idea uh, what I would be using for a car, seeing that my parents only had one vehicle. Shortly after I obtained my license, my dad announced that uh, at the dinner table that they were going to be ordering a brand new car. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I, I nice. thought to myself, uh, what they were planning on doing, what were they going to do with the 1978 Dodge Aspen? Vinyl bench seats, no AC, manual windows, and an AM radio that worked only half the time. About a month later, they came home with a new car, and the old Aspen was still in the driveway. Could this really be happening? Would I get that car? The next day, my parents announced that I could use the Aspen for work only, not school. Not school. Okay. After about a week, I was driving myself and three neighborhood kids to school every day anyway. 
Now it was approaching December, and it was time to throw the snow tires on it, and I was told to swap them out, which I did without complaining. The next day, I was heading eastbound on I-94, approaching the zoo interchange, when the car began to shake and was getting increasingly more violent, almost to the point I could barely keep it on the road. The next thing I knew, one of the wheels came <laughs> off, the vehicle was down in the ditch, and the old Aspen wow. uh, went. Having my own car for almost two weeks went by quickly, and that was the end of it because there was so much front-end damage, the car was totaled. It was at that point I realized the importance of tightening the lug nuts with a wrench, not just leaving them hand-tight. I would would say who doesn't know that, but the author of this particular letter. Here we go. Great start. Live and learn. All right. Send your letters in. That is a good first round of stories you have.